Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Hope it was a great weekend. And let's get this week started the right way with a fun trip report. We're headed down to New Orleans, down by Lake Pontchartrain. How about that? To speak with listener Steven about an awesome trip to Walt Disney World last fall. Getting everybody ready for those fall trips this year. We're talking about Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party last year. And a great trip to Boulder Ridge. They took a group of 14, a family of 14 to Walt Disney World. They were headed down. And of course, traveling from Louisiana to Florida, there was a hurricane that changed their plans. They had to deviate from their original plans, ended up in a Disney Springs hotel for a couple of nights. They moved over to Boulder Ridge. We talk about the Halloween party, a great meal at Skipper Canteen. We also talk about a big day at the studios with early entry and fun times over at Baseline and Ogus Cantina and a monorail lounge crawl, as well as fun times on the Millennium Falcon and Rise during early entry. We also uh, spend some time over at Animal Kingdom and a great breakfast over at Topolino's Terrace and a fun day at Epcot as well. Lots of fun Disney talk on today's show. As always, our podcast is brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents at The Magic for Less are standing by right now for no additional cost to you, and they're always going to get you the best deal possible on that Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does support everything we do throughout the year. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon, and a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. Did you know you can support our show for just $5 a month? And it really does help support everything we do. It allows us to put out these shows so frequently, up to five times a week, and you get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. So please support us if you can over at Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2324 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman, from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a great weekend and thanks so much as always for dropping in and starting another great week with us here on the show. And as we do here on Mondays, it's time for a trip report in this one. Special trip report for those folks that are headed down to Walt Disney World this fall. If you're going to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, you're going down for food and wine, which back in the day would have kicked off in the fall, but it's been going on already. I mean... Hot, you know, get to Canada right there in July, like right now, and get that uh, cheddar cheese soup or whatever. Nothing like, nothing like some cheddar cheese soup in 110 degree heat index, but you know, Disney. So we're going to get you excited for those fall trips with a fun trip report and hopefully avoid some of the pitfalls that happened last fall and have a good time. So we're heading down to New Orleans, the Lake Pontchartrain area. I think I said that right with Lester Steven. Steven, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. You absolutely did say it right. So indeed. So Nolens or New Orleans. I, since I'm from St. Louis, like I'm up the river from you. I mean, we're both like yeah. in a river town, but I mean, I should say New Orleans because I'm I'm not from down there. I say New Orleans. It you know I I know very few people who say Nolens. So yeah, 
it was one of those things like I spent a couple of summers in Huntsville, Alabama, working at space camp and you could tell the natives, right? Because they all said Huntsville, Huntsville, you know, and, and like, you know, you meet people that Louisville, right? I, I say Louisville, Kentucky, not Louisville. And I'm like, I, yeah, you know, you're a poser if you say that, right? If you're not from there, because I, I try to say it to feel like I'm barfing words. So I, yeah, exactly. I appreciate your honesty. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, and all the non Americans that are listening in, because right now I am rocking, by the way, from awesome listener Aiden in Sydney, Australia. I'm rocking my Sydney Swanies hat, an Australian rules football team that I am going to, apparently, Steve is in the live chat. He's let me know. I need to subscribe to Peacock Plus so I can watch my squad play Australian rules football because they have that. And apparently water polo, which I'm not going to watch. But and if you're a water polo player, I, I just I, I don't know the rules. But I don't know the rules of Australian rules football either too much. But I'm going to learn it because now I have a hat and I have a team. So I'm invested. But thanks to Aiden for the hat. I'm rocking it tonight on the show. Anyway, let's get to this trip report. But before we do, Stephen, give me a little background on your Disney fandom. Like, where did it all start and uh, how'd you end up listening to some Disney uh, podcasts? So I was a Disney kid growing up. Like, we were the family that had the Disney Channel. Um, we had the VHS tapes uh, that got worn out and had the scratchy, you know, the please, be kind, please rewind uh, rentals from Blockbuster. Um, so Disney as far as that goes, has really always been um, a part of our family. And then growing up, we actually never made it to Disney World until like I was a senior in high school. So, um, and it, but even from that point on, I was just kind of hooked with what the parks were doing because uh, I was back in 2003, uh, just seeing how they've now evolved now 20 years later, um, being a dad and bringing my own kids and seeing the experience through their eyes. Um, it's just, it takes you back to the times when you're a kid and you're just remembering the nostalgia of the movies, um, but watching it and getting to really live that, those moments. So let me ask you this. What do you remember from your first time going to Walt Disney World? Because I think it's that first time when you actually get on property and you see the scope of the place and you know the details of, of the resorts or even of the theme parks. I, like I remember as a fifth grader, we didn't obviously stay on site. We just spent a half a day at the Magic Kingdom passing through. Uh, my dad caught a Major League Baseball pitcher, and we were driving his two poodles from Clearwater at the Philly Spring Training up to Philly for w when they broke spring training to get his dogs to, to where he lived at, during the season. And we spent a half a day at the Magic Kingdom. I just remember, like, for some reason, like the hat shop in the Magic Kingdom. I just mm -hmm. remember, like, the store was so different than like my six flags here in St. Louis. Like the store had like a tree and like thorns coming out of the tree and like, you know, characters in the hat store, like at six flags, it would just been a store with hats and it was themed and everything, everything in the whole place. I don't remember many rides. I remember 20,000 leagues. We did that. That was awesome. But what do you remember from your first trip that maybe stuck with you that, that you think maybe kept you wanting to go back? Uh, I don't know if it kept me wanting to go back, but I remember because I had friends that were, it was a, it was a senior trip. So we were going. And so I had friends that had been before and they were saying, Oh, well, we have to make a mad dash for splash mountain to the fast pass kiosk to put in our paper tickets, uh, to be able to get the fast pass time to come back later on to be able to go through the fast pass line. So, um, I think that's the most like vivid memory I have, like just kind of doing the, the speed walking through down main street and being, uh, being 17 at the time, like I, 
you know, the castle wasn't really the thing that I was mm -hmm. going for. It was like, I want to go on the rides. So like, that was the thing that really stuck out for me is like um, the rides. And then as time progressed and seeing all the changes that, you know, Disney was making over the course of that, you know, that's what kept me wanting to go back just to see, Hey, what's new, what's new at Disney. Let's uh, let's make a trip and go. Awesome. So if you could bring back one thing that has gone extinct in, in your time period, since you've been going, is there one thing you wish you could bring back? Um, I, I mean, I love Splash Mountain for what it was, but I mean, I'm excited about Tiana, especially since it's representing of where I'm from, right. being in New Orleans and Louisiana, um, and the fact that it's something new. Uh, because, I mean, as Walt said, you know, Disneyland will never be complete, you know, so I like that idea that it's always going to be evolving um, and moving forward. Um, it, uh, the obscure movie, uh, uh, Meet the Robinsons, where like the tagline is keep moving forward, and yeah. I think that that is a lot of what the Disney parks have done. They've just kept moving forward with the new innovation, new rides, new experiences for people to enjoy. So, I mean, I'll miss Splash Mountain, but I don't know if I really want to bring it back knowing what's coming up. I love that it took us 2,300 plus shows to bring up Meet the Robinsons. There we go. Point for you. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. No, I'm sure we said it somewhere uh, back, you know, a thousand shows ago. Uh, so that, that's great. So um, one other thing, have you ever been to Disneyland though? You kind of mentioned Disneyland and Walt's uh, mantra out there. Have you made it to the, to the West coast? I've not made it to the uh, West coast and Disneyland just yet. And I've been listening to your, <laughs> you talking about it and just like, it's really piquing that interest. And I'm like ready to go out there and, you know, um, just having small kids right now, it's just you. a little bit harder to travel with them. I hear so you. Disney working a little bit closer and it's just been our home park. And especially with uh, my in-laws being a part of the vacation club, which is how we got this main stay that we're about to talk about, you know, uh, uh, it's just easier for us all to travel over uh, to, to world as opposed to land. All right. Well, hey, let's hop into this trip because I love talking about trips and this is one from last fall. So tell us about this trip, who traveled with you. And first of all, how did it all come together? Why did you decide on these dates? And you kind of mentioned how it started to come together, but give us the background on it. Uh, yeah, so I'm not gonna say it's a completely COVID rescheduled trip. It's kind of a quasi, because we did end up going, we were supposed to do uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party in uh, 2020. Um, however, the parks had closed and they had canceled all the parties, but we still went um, during that parks closure over the Labor Day weekend. Um, totally different trip than what we had anticipated of having at that time, but uh, we were still able to go, which was such a blessing. So uh, the people that went with us is my wife's family. So she has a brother and a sister, their kids, and then her parents and our family and our kids. So a total of 14 people wow. ranging from just over a year uh, up to the 60s. Whew. So let me ask you this, because so, we, we get this question a lot. I mean, I get this question a lot in my professional you know, job as a travel agent. What's your, and again, you know, I, I, I give advice because I, you know, I deal with folks that have this, but personally I, I deal with my nuclear family most, you know, my, my 15 year old, my wife, and sometimes my 26 year old, but a lot of times she taps out cause she's busy with her, with her other jobs. What was it like managing that large group? Did you learn, what did you learn? Because I think everybody learns something different. Some people are more technologically like, you know, connected and they use technology to keep everybody informed with expectations and, you know, like where you're going to be, when, and all that kind of stuff. How, how did you go about keeping like herding the cats to get everybody 
where they needed to be. Right. So this was the, um, this was our third like big family, like DVC trip. So with each trip, we've, I've learned something new because we typically do every two to three years uh, with a large family like this. So um, this was the first time having, a, you know, our niece that was just over a year at, the, at that point. So um, my brother-in-law experiencing things with kids were very, I'm very tech savvy. So I'm definitely on the My Disney Experience app. I'm the one who's t- typically planning um, and making sure reservations are getting set and done. Um, especially with having such a large group, um, dining reservations, we're having a split up, you know, group of six here, group of eight there, seven and seven, just uh, making sure that the times are close together. Um, and it was crazy because like we went to like scheduled dining at the the 60 day mark. And for some reason, the de- reservation system was down. Oh, dude, dude, like, always, okay. always. You, you have my luck. You, you Seriously, yeah. I went to sign in for the VR Guest Podcast cruise. Okay, I'm only cruising with like a hundred friends in the, the right. online check-in night. I mean, you know, I, and I go to bed early. I go, I'm like an old, I'm like a 90 year old lady. Like I go to bed at like 10 o'clock, so I'm like dying to stay up at 11 o'clock central because it's midnight Eastern. So I'm like, you know, eating snacks, trying to stay awake. Of course they do it. They do a maintenance upgrade on my night at midnight. I'm like, are you kidding me, Disney? That you yeah. got my luck. Oh, you totally got my luck. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I mean, and thankfully we were able to get the reservations that we wanted for this trip. Um, you know, it's about like being flexible with your plans and knowing that you don't always have to be together to be together mm-hmm. on a trip, you know, That's like there's times tip. where we meet up and we're all together, especially at mealtimes, but oftentimes we go our own separate ways, um, and let people have the trip that they want to have and the trip that they need to have at that time. Cool. All right, and that's great advice right off the top. You don't have to be together all the time. And with the dining reservations, you're probably not going to find reservations for 14, seven and seven, yes. eight and six. That's why I used to tell my kids, you need to know your math family. You know, like those little facts, you know, like uh, whatever it takes. Just 14, how many ways can you get it? Two and 12? That's probably not what you're going to do because, I mean, who are the two that are going to be kicked out of your family? <laughs> like, we don't like you two. The other 12, we're going to go eat together. You know, that's probably going to start trouble. All right. So now you were affected by some weather last fall. And let's all knock on wood and cross our fingers. This doesn't happen this year, but. You know how it is. We've seen how the weather is this already this year. It probably will. But uh, so tell us about the travel down and how uh, weather impacted you guys. Yeah. So the traveling down, um, because of the unpredictability that they were predict, like Hurricane Ian kept shifting further and further north and then further and further back south, we weren't really sure how we were going to get there um, or what we were going to do. The original plan was to drive through to Tallahassee, which is what we typically do. Stay night in Tallahassee, get up early, drive in the next morning and head over to our resort, get checked in and then mosey on to the parks or do whatever we plan for the day. Um, but since we weren't sure and like the storm was just kind of shifting, we really just kind of threaded the needle and just kept going and ended up um, at the Hilton uh, at Disney Springs uh, the night after the hurricane had hit. Mm-hmm. So we knew that the parks were going to be closed at least for the next two days at that point. Um, or they had closed them for that day for the, and they were going to be closed at least for the next day. Uh, so we were just going to make sure, you know, we got there safely, um, which is actually into being really nice because 
the hurricane was passing through, there is literally nobody on the road. Like, yeah. so we didn't hit any traffic getting into Orlando. Like, um, and we were able to make it safely without, you know, seeing too much debris on the roads or anything like that. Just kind of being safe and driving slowly, um, in our two car caravan, I was heading down there and, uh, you know, spent the night in the Hilton Disney Springs, you know, saw the spaceship earth lit up that night in you know, hopes of participating in the activities tomorrow. Um, you know, it's just a good night. It's a, you know, it's a nice little place to stay, you know, if you're need a little holdover before you hit your, your Disney resort. I've stayed there, but there were about 10,000 cheerleaders there at the time. So it wasn't the best place to stay. You I'm sure it was way more peaceful in your, uh, in, in, in your night there because it was crazy. Yeah. It wasn't just the cheerleaders, it's cheer moms that were down in the bar. And there was a, there was a karaoke guy too. It was, it was wild when I was there. Um, <laughs> just saying, cheer comps on Disney Springs? Nah, they're wild. Uh, so you got there safely. That's good. And you were kind of proactive with the weather, which I like to hear. Because that's the thing I think people need to keep in mind as we move forward. Because, I mean, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be in August. And before you know it, I mean, this I mean, it is officially hurricane season, but really amps up in September. Is exactly. That if you are traveling in the fall flying, driving, it doesn't matter. Taking a dog sled. I don't care. You got to watch the weather. And I know that the weather is super unpredictable in the Southeastern United States. It can change in a, in a blink, but you got to watch those tropical storms because they can, they move, but you got to keep an eye on if one is headed for Florida, because like you said, sometimes you got to leave early. Sometimes maybe you got to just shave a day off and go after, let it pass and go after, but kind of behind it. So you right. guys did that, and that's super smart, and I'm glad we got that out there, too. We're full of tips already today. Oh, yeah. it's good stuff. Okay, so let's talk about once you guys got out of uh, the Hilton there at Disney Springs and actually started your trip. So where'd you guys stay on site? Uh, so we stayed at Boulder Ridge Villas at the Wilderness Lodge. That's the, the home resort for my in-laws. Um, we love it there. I mean, the lobby itself just at Wilderness Lodge is just amazing. Um walking down even the little mini lobby at the boulder ridge villas um they have that fireplace like mm -hmm. my mother-in-law loves to go sit in the chairs and just take a nap in the afternoons in those uh in those chairs by the fireplace in there um it's just it's a it's a peaceful resort like you're in the midst of the craziness that is disney world but you find this calm tranquil like you really you feel like you're in the pacific northwest you know at a ski lodge that has just melted and the water's just running down the stream. Yeah. I love that little lobby over at the villas uh, side there, Boulder Ridge. You're exactly right. It's so nobody's ever in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shh, we just told thousands of people, everybody, it's nobody. our, it's our secret. Shh, nobody go over there. The and that's don't tell. That's for the, uh, so, cause I'm also a runner too. So that's where the treadmills are. Isn't okay. that lobby? That's where the little thing is. So, I see. I haven't stayed at Wilderness Lodge since they took yeah. out the path over to Fort Wilderness. No, I they took my trail. Oh. I couldn't run over to the. I couldn't run over to Fort Wilderness. God, this I, time. Used, I used to love that because you'd see the deer and you'd see you know beaver and you'd see. I mean, it was, it was like running through you know the wilderness, man. You'd see all kinds of wildlife. And, yeah, oh, exactly. I miss that. <laughs> That's how long it's been since I've been at Wilderness Lodge. I need to get back. Okay, so now it looks like this was the day though. You guys did a little Disney Springs uh, pre-Halloween party. Is that what you guys did? Yeah. So, so tell, tell us uh, some of the highlights. Friday, um, we decided that we were just doing the Halloween party, especially since that was supposed to be our arrival, our, our original arrival day, um, that we would just kind of take a chill 
earlier day. So we hadn't been to Gideon's before just yet. And I really wanted to get the peanut butter cold brew coffee that they have there more so than the cookies. Yeah, so everybody, but, says, everybody says stuff rocks. I don't drink coffee, but everybody says that stuff is so, even on the podcast cruise, people delicious. were talking about it. So it is delicious. <laughs> I, I will admit that. Um, we got there early before Disney Springs had opened because earlier that morning I had run like just through around the air because the weather, it was so nice and cool. Like that's one of the things I can't say about after a hurricane, you had that little bit of cool mm-hmm. calmness. Um, so I was running in the Disney Springs area, got to pass the old preview center. Um, but like once Disney Springs opened for the day, we went over there, we stood in line. It wasn't too bad because we got there early enough. Like we didn't have to get into the virtual queue. I, I think we made it wait about 20 minutes or so um, to get in. My kids were a little freaked out going into the shop because it's a little bit, you know, gothic style on the inside. <laughs> no, really. Um, they sell cookies. <laughs> they sell cookies and cake. So we got cookies, cake, and coffee. Um, and then we made our way back to the hotel and then we did our little transfer over to Wilderness Lodge. Nice. Well, was uh, the transfer that difficult? Because I mean, with, with that many people, uh, but you guys drove. So with your own vehicle, it's not that big a deal because you just throw everything in the cars and just right so we um we did our transfer we uh and it was just the the two cars like because my in-laws and my brother-in-law they had already arrived and were actually already at wilderness lodge like through the hurricane uh and we just arrived and myself my family and my sister-in-law's family we had arrived later so it was just the two cars getting there um and we joined them got into our rooms it wasn't a big deal uh we were finishing up our costumes in the room for the Halloween party later that night. And, um, you know, we were kind of rushing to do that because we had reservations at Skipper Canteen for 4.05. And we couldn't get in until the park until like right at four o'clock. Uh, Cause that's the rule when you're going to the party that you can get in at four if you don't have a theme park ticket. Right. So that's all we're going to talk about next because that's another great tip for folks that are not trying to use a Magic Your Way day on your, you know, on your Magic Your Way tickets. You're just going, and I, and I think this is how you should do the, 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 both the Christmas and the Halloween party. You should either like have a, have a day at the resort at your pool, Disney Springs, you know, go play putt, putt, whatever you have, you know, just chill. I, I don't recommend like people ask, you know, should I go to Epcot in the morning and go to the Halloween party? And that's eh, too much. I think, you know, just chill out have a sleep in day, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think you guys did it right, but you don't want to spend time eating during the party and you guys did it right. You guys had a nice sit down meal, skipper canteen. It looks like right at four o'clock as you could enter four or five is perfect. Give you five minutes to get in. Boom. Sit down. Hey, we don't ever talk about skipper canteen. So how was the meal? So, I mean, the food there is fantastic and it's not too like adventurous. Like they have your standard like chicken um, and other dishes. They do have a little bit more adventurous fare. And if you're our, if you are a partaker of adult beverages, this is a place to get adult beverages at Magic Kingdom because you can only get them at the sit-down restaurants inside the park. Um, so if you're a partaker of that, but really like the food was delicious. The kids loved everything that they had, um, you know, and just a fun atmosphere because it's really an extension of Jungle Cruise right. because your server is a skipper, you know, they're cracking jokes with you. They're being sarcastic, you know, so it's a great experience if you like the jungle cruise and just want a little bit of an extension from that and having a nice little sit down meal. That's, you know, not, um, not a princess meal, you know, yeah. by going to Cinderella's Royal table or be our guest or anything like that. So 
That is true. It's a lot, lot different theming, and it's, it's a. You're right. Tastes like chicken is your basic chicken meal, which yeah. You know, I mean, you got to have it on the menu because it's, it's magic. It's like because it is. It is. It, it's, I've had it. <laughs> so, so you guys went. You guys dressed up though. You had Peter Pan themed costumes. It says for the big family. So yes. how did that go over? And what were some of your highlights from the party? What did you guys like the best? So um, I was Peter Pan's shadow. So I was dressed ah, in all black. Nice. I like uh, it. Crazy. I was really excited about that. Um, and thankfully, it wasn't too crazy. I mean, it was light layers, like, you know, running leggings and stuff like that. And a light, light long sleeve shirt um, and a black felt hat with lights on it. Um, and then, you know, we had our Tinkerbell. We, I mean, pretty much we had pretty much all the standard characters. We had a Captain Hook, it's me, Wendy, uh, Lost Boys, John and Michael. Like it was uh, it was a lot of fun because it was there was enough characters for the whole family to dress up as, like, which was great because um, sometimes you can't always find that. And they were fairly, fairly easy to do with light layers to where everybody was comfortable throughout the whole party. Nobody, um, f nobody fell out because of heat. Because I did, I did Captain EO one year, and it almost killed me because I had the wig and like a big sweatsuit on, and it was, oh it was, it was August, and it was bad. It was terrible. Yeah. So no, nobody <laughs> passed out or anything like that. Um, I think like highlights from the party, uh, definitely going through the trick or treat stations. The cast members in their Halloween uh, costumes are just fantastic, and they're so friendly, and tons and tons of candy. Um, I'm not saying you can fully make up your ticket <laughs> at the machine, but you can come close and just getting candy. Like pretty much I said, this is what we're doing for Halloween candy this year. We're just getting use the Halloween party oh. candy as our candy for Halloween this year, because there's no way we could eat all of that, you know, with having so many of us. Um, so just splitting it up between the families and we use it as our Halloween party candy. Um, you know, I think the ride overlays, like, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but the Mad Hatter Tea Party, the little ride overlay that they have for that ride is just, is really fantastic because the lights going and the music, the Halloween music in the background, it just kind of sets a different tone for that. And obviously, you know, doing the standards and having the shorter wait times is really the whole, um, if you're a ride person, like that's the reason to get this ticket is uh, the shorter wait times that you don't need to have that earlier park day ticket that we discussed, like just going to the party is enough I agree. Um, to be able to get the rides. Um, obviously there are special food offerings that are just for the party. I really enjoyed Sands the, um, they had a Buffalo chicken like pocket pie. Oof. It was delicious. The only thing that was not great and it's neither here nor there. They put like a sugar eyeball on it because it was meant to be like the book from Hocus Pocus, but it was delicious. So, huh? I'll try that out. I'm I'm not going down this year, but I would. Yeah, if I if I I'm not saying I'm not yet. I have an annual pass. If uh, okay. if something pops up, and sometimes things do, you never know. So yeah, I mean they always the radar. Um, so. But I mean the party in and of itself is really great. The you know the parade um especially this like last year they introduced like or reintroduced Powerline max mm -hmm. uh, was when he was making his first appearances at the parks and we were set up on main street like in between uh the hub and like uh, casey's corner and like the parade comes by and when max's section comes they stop and they do a little dance party right there and my wife like 
was so excited. They invited the kids and people to jump up and dance with them to the songs from the Goofy movie, which is one of my wife's favorite movies for some reason. Uh, but like got up and danced and like that was her highlight of the night was dancing with Powerline Max. I love it. Everybody's got their generational thing, right? Cause that, see that gener, you guys are a little bit younger. So I, I totally missed that. That was like when I started teaching, I think that's, that's how old I am. Right. I, I was a little bit before that, <laughs> like all the dark wing duck and the, all that. Yeah. But that's, I love that everybody can make their connections and you mentioned so much candy. You're exactly right. Because my wife and I were both teachers at the time. We used to go to the Halloween parties every year and we'd bring that, those sacks of candy back. And we go to the party like in late August, early September. And we'd use that candy to bribe our students all the way up until until Halloween. Like, you know, that'd be our like incentives to give out, you know, oh, you got a right answer on a multiplication contest. Woo, three musketeers. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, it's great. Stuff. My wife's a teacher too. So we, we definitely do that. The Halloween candy becomes teacher candy after the, season because the kids cannot eat all the candy they no, get at Halloween. It was impossible. And thank God we drove like you guys, because I don't think you could bring that back on the airplane. I mean, like it was pounds of candy. I mean, yeah. it was ridiculous. Like it was, I yeah. mean, because at the end of the night, they're just like, you know, you start off, they kind of budget it, you know, like at seven o'clock, you're getting like, you know, 10 pieces, you know, eight 30, yeah. you're getting like 15. <laughs> you know, if you go right. around at like 1145, like they got a shovel. <laughs> like, yeah, much, yeah, like if you're walking out and it looks like you don't have candy, they're giving you candy. It's <laughs> wild. All right, so the next day, you guys went over to the studios to give us some highlights from that day. You guys did baseline. That's going to be our good friend Jared that sailed with us on the podcast cruise. I think he has stock in this place. He loves it. So love hearing about that. But where's some of the highlights over the studios? Yeah, so the morning we did um, early entry, uh, which is the 30 minutes that you get extra when you're staying at a Disney. Um, uh, hotel. And, um, with that, we were able to knock out, uh, my brother-in-law took the older kids and we went to, well, we were going to galaxy's edge first. We were going to try and do, um, uh, rise of the resistance, but it was down, uh, to begin the morning. So my brother-in-law, we took the older kids. We went to, uh, millennium Falcon. We're able to get on that as basically a walk on, um, do that. And while we're kind of waiting to board, uh, board our Falcon, uh, that's when we get a text like, oh, the line's back up and we're in it for Rise, the rest of our group, like all the other adults. Um, and they had talked to one of the cast members and they're not saying that this is gonna happen every single time, but they said, hey, we'll just let your party join them once they're done with their ride. Um, so we were able to ride uh, Millennium Falcon and then go directly to Rise of the Resistance and join them like through the fast path, uh, the lightning lane line. Um, so got a little bit of, you know, pixie dust that morning. Yeah, which you really did. Good. I mean, for rise of resistance, man, you guys got yeah, hooked exactly. up there. Yeah. For, the force was strong with you. <laughs> that morning. And, um, it, I mean, it's just such a fantastic ride. All the technology that has gone into, uh, making that attraction and just the walkthrough in and of itself and like the scope of it. Um, when you walk into that room with all the stormtroopers, it's just like, your mind is just like, I'm really on a starship right uh -huh. now. Right. I know. Because Paige couldn't believe it. Like, she's like, what? Because we just took her, you know, for the first time to the Galaxy's Edge a couple weeks ago. <laughs> you know, and she's been to Walt Disney World so many times, we never in Galaxy's right. Edge, and it kind of blew her mind. I was like, yeah, it's, I told you, it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've been telling you. The whole land in and of itself is just so well done that, you know, you really feel like you are a part of that, uh, that franchise at that moment, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, it was so cool. She made us walk all the way back there so she could get a Coke out of one of the uh, thermal detonators. I'm like, okay. dude, I have a bunch of Diet Coke ones at home. She's like, no, I want a Coke one. I'm like, but we're up by Backlot Express. Like, they have regular sodas here. Oh, okay, fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, the Coke stand right there at the first one wasn't open because it had just rained. We had to walk all the way back to where they sell the popcorn in, like, the market. Oh, I was like, you're killing me, Paige. Again, what you do for your kids. Even when they're twenty, yeah, even when true. they're twenty six, even you know what I'm saying, like it never ends. Uh, okay, so but after this, it looks like you guys had a good lunch at, dare I say, Sci Fi. Everybody goes to Sci Fi, but me. Anyway, go ahead. So yeah, so um, this was our first time going to Sci Fi. Like even my wife's family, who they've been going, you know, since the early um, the early aughts uh, is when they joined the Vacation Club. You know. <clears throat> They had never been to sci-fi, so I was really excited. You know, we were set up in two cars right next to one another because, uh, again, two parties because, one, the cars only seats yeah, so saying, many people. There's, not, there's no stretch limo in there that I know of. Like, 14 ain't going to work in a car there. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, we, uh, so we had our two cars right next to each other, which it worked out perfect because, like, everybody was able to talk and sit. Um, again, it's your standard theme park fare, mm -hmm. but it was a good burger, good chicken wings, um, that they had there. Uh, really it was just, uh, the atmosphere is what gets you like sitting up there watching those old sci-fi movies that are up on the screen. You really do feel like you're at a drive-in theater, you know, which I've never gotten to experience in real life, just given my age. Um, you know, I'd love to be able to do that because I know that there's still a few around in the country someday. Yeah, I, I've, but, I've never been to one either in my whole life. I mean, I'm older. Yeah. I've just never gone. I know. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's just like they're just not around. Yeah. Um, so uh, definitely a great experience. Um, it's also nice and air conditioned. <laughs> totally. Which at the end of September, beginning of October, it is still very hot in Orlando, Florida. That's a good call. So now you also, you guys were winning this day. So not only did you have lunch at Sci-Fi, it looks like you did, you went over and had some adult beverages at, like I said, Baseline, and you got to go to Oga's, kind of doubling back on the Galaxy's Edge experience. And then later on in the evening, you did a monorail lounge crawl. So, yes. I mean, this sounds like a really good day for the adults. This was a, <laughs> it was a very good day. It was, a, it was definitely a long day um, to be but to be perfectly honest, like if I had to do it, uh, probably would not do Ogas again. Um, it's not the best vibe for kids. Like they do have some kids drinks and stuff, but unless your kids are like super uber Star Wars fans, like they're just not going to get the what it's trying to portray there. Um, you know, and especially because like for that, like our party really had to get split up and we weren't seated right next to each other. And yet we were seated with a party like at one of the longer tables along the side the booth on the side it just it seemed like it may have not been the best fit for us at that time you know it was definitely cool going in there you know you felt the vibe of the cantina um and the drink was okay it was mm -hmm. you know it was a it was a drink i kind of got their old-fashioned type version um their version of an old-fashioned don't remember what it was called but uh it had some spacey name um, and I mean, it was good, uh, but really like baseline is such a great addition to that part because like, you can just walk up, you can grab, grab a beer, grab a flight, grab a beer pretzel and some cheese and mustard. And, you know, it's just a great little spot to grab a snack or even, you know, if you're by yourself, grab a meal, 
There's that yep. little charcuterie board that they have. It, it can really be a meal for one person. Um, and, you know, the beers are great because they're, you know, local beers from around the country, um, especially like the Northwest and stuff like that. So it was just, um, it's just a great vibe there. Um, and you can take it and walk around the parks with it. And it's nice and cooling, especially on a hot day. And then that evening, what we've made a tradition is the, the adult kids. So my wife and I, my brother and sister-in-law and their spouses, we get one night where the grandparents are watching all the kids nice. and we get to go out and do an adult thing without our kids. And um, this time we decided to do the monorail lounge crawl. Um, and we started at Steakhouse 71 Lounge and got some drinks there and a couple of appetizers. And then we popped on the monorail, headed to Tambu Lounge and got our Lapu Lapus and our other uh, tiki drinks that are out there, as well as had um, some sticky wings. And a little pro tip is that at Tambu Lounge, if you like the noodles or the wings from Ohana, even the bread pudding, you can get them at the Tambu oh, Lounge. Oh, hang on gotta have a bell on that because that's a huge tip i mean because everybody loves that stuff i mean come on if you don't like that stuff quit listening to the show <laughs> well, definitely tip, you can get ohana wings noodles oh pudding, all at tingu lounge you just have to ask for it and the servers are more than happy to accommodate with that um you know so we were there that night it was great just kind of uh meandering around and we uh, made our way over to the Grand Floridian and did Misner's uh, to finish off the night. And then we took the boat back to Wilderness uh, from the TTC, which uh, not the TTC, from uh, the Magic Kingdom entrance to kind of round up. Sorry, wrap up the night. That's a good night, though. I mean, that's a great way because, I mean, you know. I think that's the beauty, and I've never really done this, but having the extended family trip is that, you know, the, the the grandparents probably got a huge kick out of spending time with the grandkids, right? They feel like they're winning. I mean, I, I well, hope so. <laughs> I hope the kids weren't too much. And you guys got to have that awesome night where, you know, where else can you go and go to these lounges and have such a fun opportunity? Nobody has to worry about driving. You have a monorail. You have boats. And you can have the company because you, you probably all live in different places. I mean, what a yeah. great opportunity to take advantage of the situation you're in with an extended family trip. Yeah, it was really great. I mean, and of course, like at the lounges, like they have football on and we're all SEC people as you are. Let's yourself, go. But Best conference in the country, baby. We have, LSU, <laughs> we have Mississippi State, we have Auburn, um, you know, and I know that you're a, a quasi Bama fan when you're not rooting for your Tigers. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so, I do have to say, little side note, little side note. So LSU, big LSU fan right here. Um, year two, Kim Mulkey, national I know. champion. I know. Hey, no, I get it. And, you know, I, I, I have a former student who's a defensive backs coach for the LSU Tigers, the football team. So there you go. Yeah. Former, for, yeah. former fifth grade student. That's how old I am. He was in my <laughs> class. Now he works for a coach Kelly. He's a defensive backs coach on your team. So there you go. We're helping you. That's awesome. <laughs> help us uh, another year two national championship we'll anyway yeah coach steeples go go uh, lsu go tigers g-e-a-u-x i'll say it one time here for you okay we're running a little, a little short on time so i want to get to the next day because i love the i love this next day 
Scotty G will love this next day because you started off at his favorite place, Topolino's Terrace for breakfast. Then you went to Scotty G's favorite theme park, which is Animal Kingdom. So walk us through this. Day. This is the Scotty G like dream day, to tell you the truth. Yeah, so it was great because uh, this was like the main like main reservation that we wanted to get and you know the issues that we had with the reservation system being down i was getting really nervous about not being able to get this particular uh reservation for our family um so we woke up early uh we we drove over because uh, we didn't want to take chances with bus or transportation like that we went so we drove over to um to the riviera resort went up we were the very first reservation of the day like and so along with a lot of other people they're seating everybody so we're seated at this big circle table all of us together which is really great um and i think the best part about that breakfast is aside from the food being absolutely delicious um having the steak and the waffles and everything that they have there the characters there are just so unique with their their outfits that they mm -hmm. have and you know, having that painter Mickey and sculptor Donald, it's just a, it's such a unique experience and having the kids just light up when they come to the table and like, you just have that personal time with them. It, it just, nothing beats that moment. Um, then a character breakfast, especially that one, because the food is so phenomenal. Um, and then of course at the end, we go out onto the terrace and take our big family picture. Uh, cause we're all wearing our matching shirts that day that I made and, <laughs> Uh, everybody's like ready to go. <laughs> Gotta have this. That is a wonderful place to get pictures. If you ever go to Topolino's, make sure you go. That's another hot tip. You have to go out on the terrace day or night and get a picture because it's the best. The view out there is unbelievable. So yeah, make sure you do that. Okay. So then you guys head over to animal kingdom and it looks like is Lily's your daughter. I'm guessing, right? Yes. Lily's our, our second. Okay. Three. First ride on Everest. I mean, Proud dad. Anytime something like this happens at, at a theme park, right? Proud dad moment. I mean, Everest oh, yeah, is a big absolutely. deal. That's a huge coaster. Yeah. So Everest is my wife's favorite ride. So um, obviously she wanted to be a part of, she has to be a part of that first ride for the kids. So um, we did the divide and conquer uh, because we have a little one that's not quite tall enough to ride all the rides just yet, especially that one. Um, so I held back and she was able to ride it like Lily. Um, I'm not saying that she's a full on adrenaline junkie, but she's not, she's not afraid to try something new. Um, she loved it. It may not have been her favorite ride, but she, she enjoyed it enough to where she wasn't like freaked out getting off of it. You know, she did. I mean, she did it. I mean, that's a, that's amazing. Yeah. Cause uh, there are a lot of people look at that and say, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Pass. And one of the things you mentioned, which is, I think, kind of interesting, you know, because you, you only put a few notes about Animal Kingdom. You mentioned the gorilla exploration trails and yeah. that it that it stood out enough to be noted. So what what made you uh, bring that up? So, yeah, it's just something that we had not done before, having gone on a few uh, several trips before this is just, you know, I hate to say it, but like Animal Kingdom kind of becomes like our throwaway day. Like mm -hmm. if we go, we go. If not you know, that's great too. Um, so since it was just uh, our family, there's the five of us, you know, we decided to just kind of chill and just take our time meandering through. The, the wait times are just really high that day, especially for uh, the safaris and for Pandora rides. It's just, you know, let's do this. We've never done this before. Let's go take a, a quiet little walk around and, 
you know, you get to see a lot of different animals, like the tigers are a part of that as well, like towards the end of it, um, you know, and you can get kind of up close with those animals that they have there. Um, and it's peaceful and you can take your time just walking through it. You don't have to feel like you're rushed or you're standing in line waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, you can just really just walk through and enjoy the fantastic theming that the Imagineers came up with to make these spaces great for these animals that they're taking care of. Out right. When you discover it, you feel like, oh man, I found something that hardly anybody's going to see, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cause that's how I felt like I didn't go through there probably my fifth time in the park, you know, and it's, I love them. Also the, the Maharaja jungle trek or however you pronounce right. it. I lo love that other one too. Um, this one, make sure we get all this in. So you guys also went back to your resort, which again, here's another tip. If you're going to stay at a deluxe resort, DVC or otherwise, and I fell into this trap when we were down at the Grand Floridian a couple of weeks ago, spend some time at your resort. You're paying for this deluxe accommodation. You're going to have a sweet pool. You're going to have great dining options. You're probably going to have lots of recreational activities. And you guys mentioned this here in your notes here. Take advantage of those things. Don't be in the theme parks from rope drop, you know, from uh, morning rope drop till, till the park closes and stay in deluxe. You're going to miss out on a lot of the, what you're paying for. So you spend some time back at the wilderness lodge. Yeah. So we wanted to make sure that the kids had some pool time because they love swimming. Um, so pretty much headed back, went out to the pool, uh, for a little while that, and what's great about the pools at Walt Disney world is that the lifeguards do, and they have activity cast members that'll come out and they'll play games with the kids and they'll have little prizes for them. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It makes it really interactive. So you're not just like swimming in a pool or going down a water slide, you know, it really is an experience in and of itself. And then, uh, later on that evening, we set up in some uh, couches over at Geyser Point. We got some, some uh, charcuterie boards, um, little bites for the kids to have. And then that's also right by the fire pit, which is where they do the s'mores each night. Um, and so kids obviously did their s'mores, uh, which was great. And they enjoyed that great little dessert, quick little dessert. And if you're looking for them, any of the little gift shops have the little s'mores provisions that you can purchase. Always a, a good idea. And they'll... They'll have that stuff out there for them uh, and in the night. So, yeah, definitely spending time at your resort, um, especially Wilderness Lodge is just it's fantastic. You know, what too, it just, you know, just from what I've heard from people and even from my own childhood, when you ask the kids probably in 10 years what they'll remember from this trip likely they'll remember making s'mores more, more than even going on Everest and maybe, you know, uh, riding space mountain or the, the teacups at the magic kingdom. You know, we think about this, even the, the meal at Topolino's Terrace about possibly, you know, all these things that we schedule 60 days out and, you know, we plan out six months in advance thinking, okay, we got to make sure we do this. Cause it's a great experience. And that's what Walt Disney world's all about. It's about the picture on the teacups Making exactly. those s'mores sometimes with like a little brother or cousin or, you know, grandpa, like that's the stuff 15 years from now they'll be talking about. And you know what? You took advantage of that. And I, I applaud you yeah. for that because I think so many times we skip right by those things. Yeah. It's a little moments that are there and especially on a Disney vacation, um, you know, at, at these resorts, sometimes they'll have characters that will pop up um and just do quick little photo ops like as you're walking by which is also you know that extra little magic that it offers by staying staying on property with uh within the within the bubble and apparently gabe uh, one of your children there lost a tooth so i hope the tooth fairy could find their way to uh walt disney world uh, it, 
the tooth fairy indeed can find a way to Walt Disney World. <laughs> That's good. We have this thing where, uh, at least in our family, uh, we have the tooth fairy's phone number so we can text. Good. Cause we I mean, kids listen fairy. and they got to know this. That's, that's important information that they can, you know, the tooth fairy can find you if you're at pop century, Boulder Ridge, the Riviera, all-star music, they can find you. Exactly. <laughs> good, good stuff. All right. So your last day, it looks like you guys spent some time over at Epcot. Now I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the headline here. I see that you did guardians three times. Yeah. For the love of God, I'm not doing Guardians three times in my life. I've done it twice and I'm tapped out. And I did it three, I did it twice, like separated by a year. I cannot <laughs> do that right again. If I did it a third time, it would kill me. But you you must have an iron stomach. So no, <laughs> you guys took me I took minivans over to boardwalk and went in the international gateway. So that's yeah. a that's a sweet little so, hack. Little mini <laughs> secret pro tip. Um because we wanted to we knew we wanted to rope drop uh Remy's Ratatouille nice. adventure. So obviously going in through International Gateway is the quickest way to get there. Yes, it is. Uh, so it worked out perfectly using the minivan service. Um, you know, and what's nice about the minivan service is that they also have car seats if you have little ones that need them. Um, and they'll get that all set up for you. And, you know, they know the ins and outs of Disney using that. So, you know, it was a splurge, but... It was it was definitely worth it in our minds, um, especially given what we wanted to do, because that morning we had gotten up, gotten our first boarding group for Guardians um, at the seven o'clock drop. You know, we made it in. Um, so and how we ended up getting how I ended up getting three is that um, Epcot had the extra magic hours for the deluxe villa resorts that day. So we knew that we were staying late. Um, so we were also able to get the second drop at, uh, the two o'clock time yep. or the third, the one o'clock. Yeah. yeah. The third, whatever the third drop was, we were able to get, um, times for that. And because we were a large group, I just scheduled everybody, you yep. know, and yep. you can always take off as time goes on. Um, so we get to the end of the day when it's our time to go. It's after harmonious, um, has played. And so people are deciding that they're ready to go. Um, you know, our older people and some of our younger people, but because everybody had a reservation time, we just kind of borrowed magic bands. Yeah, that's how uh, Mallory and Emily got to ride three times when we were there. Cause they could use my magic band. Cause right. I, I, had, I had purchased the lightning lane and guess what? I would pay you double not to get on it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so really like the, the second two or the second two times that we wrote it, I, it was pretty much back to back. Cause it was, you know, after harmonious, we had to make our way all the way from Japan, all the way back up to the front of the park to be able to get on. And so, you know, we did a loop around um, and surprisingly enough, was able to get three different songs in wow. that day of writing three different times. So, that's awesome. So apparently you're a huge, do you think guardians is, is it in the top three attractions at Walt Disney world? I mean, is it, is it what people um, say? I definitely, it's definitely of new attractions. Absolutely. Uh, Cause I, I'm a classic, like classic ride person. I love space mountain, love um, haunted mansion, pirates of the Caribbean. Like those are probably my top three of all time. Uh, just because I love those classic rides, but like if you're talking about you know newer rides, definitely coasters is 
such an incredible experience it going is. through it. And the fact the technology of the Omni coaster, and you know, it makes a lot of people sick. And of course, having to come down the stairs after you're finished. Yeah, and- that's just a cruel joke. Like, if you put the stairs there for real, yeah, right? <laughs> right? I get it, you know, and I think, um, I just, I don't have a whole lot of, mo- I don't get motion sickness all that, like, ever. So, um, I knew it would be fine. And it's such an, it, I like the length of it. Like, yeah. I haven't had the opportunity to ride Tron yet. Um, but I like that it feels it's a good length for the time that you're waiting for the effort that you're putting in to get into the virtual queue or buying a lightning lane for it. You know, whereas what I've heard, cause I don't, I mean, obviously we know Tron from Shanghai and now that it's here in the States, it's like, you know what it is and it just seems a little short and maybe it that is. it's not fully worth what you're the effort that you're putting in to get on it. You know? It is short, but at this point in my life, I'm cool with that. Like <laughs> I'm not, I don't need to get my money's worth all that much. Like it's, I'm good. <laughs> like, okay, we're good. That's cool. I'm not going to complain. Like everybody else is like, I need more. I'm like, no, we're good. Let's get off. I, I have my fun. <laughs> so yeah, no, but that's, that's a great conversation. I like though that you like the classics, but I, I can appreciate, I know why people love guardians. I mean, it is unreal. Like it's smooth as butter. It goes a billion, you know, the, the, the coaster is, so unique and it's how it moves and how it interacts with the screens how it has the immersive audio i get it i mean i know why everybody loves it it just doesn't love me back you know so not everything now everybody's gonna you know like everything so a couple of the highlights so you guys got to go in the uh dvc member lo- uh, member lounge because you guys are all dvc that's kind of cool over there in the imagination pavilion i've been up there a couple times because scott's dvc and yeah, they invite yeah. us in that's kind of a cool little place yeah just i mean to anybody that if you don't have a family member or know uh know somebody look around for the little dongles that they have on their magic brands that say DVC and make friends. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what so I say. If you're not DVC, the best thing is to have a friend who's DVC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, so, I mean, the lounge is just, re- it's really cool. It's a cool little space. You know, you get a free soda and a snack while you're up there, which is really nice. And uh, just kind of chilling for a little bit, you know, a little bit of respite uh, in the middle of your park day is never a bad thing. Um, just taking a break and, uh, it's cool being up in those pyramids. Uh, yeah, it's like little, from there. especially for somebody like you, you know, that's into the Disney history. Like you're up there where, you know, you've heard all these stories, you know, from back in the eighties, yeah. like you're, you're there, you know, exactly. a little access so. there. Um, so kind of wrapping up, but you guys were also there during food and wine festival during yeah. more of a traditional time. <laughs> last year um any any highlights or any suggestions for folks that might be going to the festival this time next uh, this year when it comes i mean obviously the festival's going on now but in the traditional times in the fall this year i, I can't right. believe it's going so, it's been I going mean, on again i still can't get my head around that uh, i mean there's just so like there's so many options like walking around world showcase as far as food goes um i put in the notes that i did um or i had attempted to do uh the emil Emile's fromage montage, which was the cheese scavenger hunt, where you had to go to a booth and get a cheese item from five different booths to be able to get a prize at the end. However, I waited too long and I like all the booths, like the booth to get the prize was closed by the time I made it back to go get there because the food booths close before the fireworks start at night. So Uh. You have to remember that if you're going to do those scavenger hunts to get them done early enough to where you can get your prize before all the booths close, the booths close and you can't get it. So 
uh, little tip there. Um, but just taking your time to really like learn about the different cultures that they have throughout there because they add so much extra um, experience and extra atmosphere by having these festivals. And I know they have, you know, you have food and wine and then you have festival of the holidays and then festival of the arts and festival um, flower and garden. You know, it feels like a never ending festival going through uh, Epcot sometimes, but they add so much extra culture um, of places that we don't normally get to see and we don't normally get to taste, um, which is really great that they offer that throughout the uh, pretty much throughout the entire year. Last thought harmonious. Happy it's gone, sad it's gone. So, I mean, I'm kind of indifferent watching it. It felt choppy. Like, it felt like it was cut oddly and it didn't flow. Like, I felt like Illumination did or Happily Ever After does. It just, it felt kind of pieced together wrong. Like, I, you know, I could get over the fact that the, you know, Starship barges were in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, if the show was good and flowed. I mean, like, obviously the arrangements were beautiful listening to the music, um, but it just, I want to show that flows. It was kind of like a greatest hits album, right? Just like this segment, this segment, this segment, this segment. Yeah. Yeah. I, but it was, I mean, it, the pieces were kind of nice. I mean, I get that. And I wasn't a harmonious fan at all, but when you got yeah. into like one song, like it was beautiful, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, it was just like a collection of, but what was the overall story? You know, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where's the story behind it? Like, I get it. It's a whole world thing bringing together, and the individual parts were good, but as a whole, it just didn't. It didn't really hit it for me. Cool. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate your time. Let me ask you one last thing, and then we'll uh, jump out of here and let everybody get on with their uh, Mondays here and tackle the week. But as you look back on this on this trip, it's been a year now. What's the overall memory like that you remember? Maybe you've given tons of great tips, which are going to help people go with their trips here this, you know, here in the next few months. But, you know, you look back, every trip's kind of got it's like one funny story or it's one memory that's attached to it. What What is it for this trip? Like, what's the one lasting thing for this trip? I think it's really just the memory of being all together, like because we do live apart. Like, uh, um, you know, some of us are closer than others, um, but like we have people in Alabama and Baton Rouge and, you know, our little corner um, that we don't get to see each other on a regular basis. Like having those time, having that time of just really being together, especially like, you know, for the breakfast, the character breakfast at Topolino's and being able to take that big family picture up, uh, up on the terrace with Spaceship Earth in the background. Um, it's just one of those things about making the memories and it is those those little things that how you mentioned of they're going to remember the s'mores mm -hmm. they're not going to mm -hmm. remember the big things that we did they'll remember the little things and you know using that time and making making the memories that you can while you have that time absolutely couldn't set it better myself Stephen. hey I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. It made our Mondays all a lot better and uh, wish LSU a great football season here as we move into the uh, football season here in about one month. Thank God football will be back. I just found out, it's just side note, but our audience, a lot of our audience will appreciate this. Our cheerleaders, the high school cheerleading team, which my daughter is on and my wife is on the fundraising boosters for. I'm on Twitter today as we're recording, and I see the the, right. the advertisement. We have a big trivia night, okay? So, okay. and I know because they've asked me, I might have to host it, like you know, be the person who reads the trivia questions and entertains that night because 
they had somebody that may not be able to do it. Anyway, I, I'm like, okay, I can do that. That's fine. I used to do this kind of stuff all the time in St. Louis. So I, I see the, the advertisement for it on Twitter today. It is on Saturday night, November 11th. And so all of a sudden I panic. So I'm like, wait a second. That's during football season on a Saturday night. Like, wait a second. Wait, what? So I go immediately. You know what I did? I had to look at the football schedule, right? It's a home game against Tennessee. I'm like, and we have season tickets. I'm like, do you realize if Mizzou is rolling? Because Tennessee will probably be rolling this year. Right. <laughs> I might not be there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so uh, funny you mentioned November 11th. That's our anniversary. Uh, and we specifically got married on a Friday night. That's so what I was I tried to explain the whole third Saturday in October kind of thing, right? Like, I mean, you don't understand. Like, yeah. and I, my wife's like, I didn't plan, I didn't set the date. There's some other lady, like, but who? I need a name. <laughs> I need, a, I need. A, anyway, this right. is, we're still recording, so I got to throw everybody out there just so you know. This is how things work in the Southeastern Conference. <laughs> I was just like, what is going on? But this means more. I appreciate it. Wish you guys good. Uh, you'll have a great football season down there in Baton Rouge. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. Don't forget our show is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. Even folks in the Big Ten and the Big 12 and the Pac-12 and the ACC. We we help Clemson fans even. We love, you know what? I can't say anything bad about Clemson. I've never met a, a, a Clemson fan that isn't the nicest person in the world. Mike Bankhead. Nicest guy in the world ever. Okay, so you want to book a great Disney trip? I'm here to help you out. Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Light Adventures by Disney. Just swing by the magicforless.com today. Fill out the quote form. We'll take great care of you from there. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link, beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons who support us and allow us to put the show out three to four times every single week. It's patreon.com slash beourguestpodcast. And you can get our bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. Give me a follow on the social media at BRGuestMike. I'm on Twitter and Instagram and now Threads. Checking that out, so follow me over there. And don't forget, Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, we'll have the live call-in show. So join Scott and myself as we take your calls and talk Disney with you. So you want to be a part of the show? Sunday night is your time, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Join us there. One last time, don't forget... We're having the BOGP Cares event down at Give Kids the World Village. That's going to be the weekend of September 8th and 9th. You can join us on that Friday. We're volunteering at the village from 7.30 to 10.30 in the morning, serving breakfast to the families at Give Kids the World. So if you'd like to volunteer with us, we'd love to have you side by side. Uh, you know, we're going to be having a good time there. Just go to the Facebook page uh, to search for Be Our Guest Podcast. The forms are there to register for that. And then on Saturday... We're doing a six-hour live show from the village. It's going to be from noon to six Eastern. We're giving away a trip to Walt Disney World during that show. We're giving away a lot of other prizes. We're going to auction off prizes. We're going to take donations for the village. It's going to be a ton of fun. So mark the, the weekend of September 8th and 9th to join us, either virtually or in person, down at Give Kids the World. It's the BOGP Cares weekend. We're going to support the folks at Give Kids the World and help them make some magic for those families that really need it. All right, we're going to jump out of here and let you get on with your weekend. Thanks so much for starting another week with us. We appreciate that so much. So for Steven, I'm Mike, wishing you a great Monday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.